English with Rob. Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome to the English with Rob podcast. I'm Rob. I'm going to waste no time in introducing my co-host today. It's Lee from Enigmatic Learning. How are you doing, Lee? Good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me. And yes, hello, everybody who is watching or listening. Right. Yes, we're recording video. We're recording the audio. It's all good. So what do I know about Lee? Well, maybe you could tell from his accent that he's not, it's not British English. Like, no, technically it is British English. It's not English English like mine. Yeah, Lee is slightly different from yours, right? Slightly different, yeah. <laughs> um, Lee is from Northern Ireland, and um, because of that, his name Lee. You might recognize the name Lee. There are uh, famous Lees: Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, uh, Leroy Jenkins, kind of. Lee, Lee. Yeah, Leroy. It's like a version of Lee. Um, my mind's gone blank for famous Lees. Hmm. But well, we've got the most famous Lee here, so right. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's the important thing. The spelling of Lee's name is not L E E; it's L E I G H, which is one of those Irish and Northern Irish um, names which you read and you have to sort of think. Mm, I've not heard this one. How do I say it? Uh, I've spent my whole life correcting people. Say my name. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's Lee. That's all you need it's to Lee, know. It's yes. Lee. It's Lee. So, Lee, enigmatic learning. Tell us, why did you go with the name enigmatic learning? Enigmatic learning. Um, well, the whole channel is based on puzzles and riddles. Of course, another name for a riddle is an enigma. Yeah. Enigmatic is the adjective form of the word enigma. Um, so that's fun fact, little tangent. I originally named it English Enigma, but I thought that sounds like the worst superhero ever. English <laughs> Enigma. Captain America <laughs> teams day. up with English Enigma. <laughs> Throwing puzzles at you. But then the next day I was like, okay, Enigmatic Learning, I rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Uh -huh. But yeah, that's the whole idea of the channel, combining English with riddles to create some fun, unique English lessons. It is super fun. Uh on his Instagram. Well, we'll talk about that later because he, he, um, he posts these puzzles, which are really useful for visualizing and learning English phrases. And we're going to look at some later. Don't worry. Those of you listening to the audio, I'm going to describe it. It will be fine. It will be fine. But yeah, yeah I was really a chance for them to visualize it in their mind. Yeah. I was really excited to um, have you on because I think um, learning through riddles and games and jokes as well in, in our correspondence, Lee was like, yeah, jokes too. Uh, I was like, wow, this is going to be a great podcast because we can it's gonna do be a good one. puzzles, riddles and jokes. So you use these uh, in the in the classroom, do you? But not, we're in people in the future. This is COVID times. So... It's uh, do you use them in classroom. your in your online lessons? I do indeed, and I've actually been using them since day one without like realizing or without as much of an emphasis on it. Um, I remember the first puzzle I drew on the board was teaching the phrase "beat around the bush," and I wrote "beat" physically around the term "bush." 
I don't know if you know, Lee, this, this podcast has an idiom alarm. So you like just an idiom alarm. you just set off the idiom alarm. So uh, to beat about the bush. Uh, so we have to exp- when the idiom alarm goes off, we have to explain the idiom. So can you explain to beat about the bush? Yes. So usually used in a negative, right? You would say don't beat around the bush to someone if they're expressing their opinion or they're trying to tell you something but they're not telling you it's straightforward. They are, yeah, they're just not telling you it's straightforward. They're not giving you the information you need. So you'd say to them, don't beat around the bush. Tell me how it is. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what you're thinking of. Uh-huh. It just gives it to someone straight. Give it to someone straight. Yeah. You know, um, I have an example of this idiom, but it's a bit personal. Am I going to say it? Yeah, I'll say it. My wife never listens to this anyway. So when I was at university, I was out at a club and uh, this uh, girl came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to come back home with me tonight? And I said, wow, you really don't beat about the bush, do you? She got directly to the point and um, I'm going to end the story there. <laughs> well, a perfect example of someone. So, yeah. what would you say beat about or beat around? You can. Say, I heard you say around. Yeah, I say about, but you can say beat around the bush, beat about the bush. Um, okay. Yeah, perfect example of someone not beating around the bush. Yeah, I like. A, I think I like about because it has the alliteration, the repetition of the b. Beat about the bush. Beat about the bush. You get a little bit of a jump from that. But anyway, what were we talking about before? Beat around the bush. So uh, in my class. Yes. Yeah, so I'd usually use them as like a warmer um, just to get them introduced to the lesson, get them thinking um, from minute one into the lesson, get their mind into English. Plus, there's so many parts of English you need to know to solve these little puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, prepositions being one of them. I know a lot of my students hate prepositions with a passion prepositions are awkward yeah the thing is i think a lot of languages they have a translation of most prepositions but the problem is we don't use the same prepositions in the same places yeah so that is awkward i think seven or eight of the most top 30 top 30 commonly used english words are prepositions and you can have one preposition i think cambridge dictionary gives the preposition on 25 different meanings (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. it's tough yeah that's a different one it, yeah. a difficult one to uh make definitions of yeah it's 25 I'm not, I'm not surprised it must take up a whole page to talk about all the different yeah. uses of on yeah but prepositions are important so those type of puzzles will test the prepositions and their vocabulary mm-hmm. plus it just gives them a deeper connection with whatever that phrase or, or vocabulary is so after the black like, oh, remember that weird puzzle we did in class but they will remember it. They'll remember that phrase. They'll remember that vocabulary. So just helps them uh, remember that in the future. Yeah, that's that's my whole philosophy as well. If you if you say a joke or do something visually funny or just something that people will remember, not you know staring at a book, it kind yeah. of hopefully is a like a device to help you remember. Yeah, I think you're right there. And that's our job just to try and build. A deeper connection mm-hmm. to the word or the grammar, whatever we are teaching. If we can do that, then yeah. let's have the battle. 
a deeper connection. But the problem, you know, the problem is you can't do that with every single phrase and every single word. But no. hopefully, you know, there's a there's an idiom. Idiot. Here comes Warning. an idiom. Idiot. If you throw enough shit, some of it's going to stick. Okay. Yeah. I was talking about that yesterday. It's good. Good phrase. Yeah. So don't use it. You know, it's got the word shit in there. So be careful. It's very informal. A bit. Some people consider rude. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, if you throw enough shit, some is going to stick. So if you if you do lots of it, it won't all work, but some of it will work. You'll remember some of those words and phrases. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I always tell students, you know, when you hear a, a new phrase or a new word the first time, I don't expect you to remember it. But, you know, I keep a note and we I revisit phrases, revisit vocabulary and repetition is, you know, also important. Yeah. And using it as soon as you can. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have my little transition noise here. So let's go now into our useful vocabulary. What I'm the vocabulary that I'm going to uh, teach. I think you're going to know these words, guys. Um, but it's how you use them. So this is all vocabulary for discussing possibility because we're going to do some riddles and some puzzles. So we're going to probably discuss probability. So words like may, might, and could for something which is possible, but not 100% certain. So for example, um, I'm, I'm not a big football guy. But my hometown, Leicester, just won the FA Cup yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday, right? Are you a football guy, Lee? I am a football guy. That would have been yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Hey, uh, so Saturday, Saturday. It's two days ago, sorry. Two days ago. Yes. COVID days all just blend into one. <laughs> <laughs> so, the wait. I, first, I need to... Is the FA Cup every year? It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we could say, Leicester just won the FA Cup. They may win it again next year. Or they might win it again next year. Or they could win it again next year. All of these may, might, and could are the same meaning in this. It's all, it's possible, mm -hmm. but we can't be 100% certain. But let's talk about the different uses of these different, of all these words, because may... Leicester may win the FA Cup again next year. But may can also be used for permission. And it's very formal, like, may I open the window? Right? And the answer would be... I think we can all re recall to our school days when you would ask the teacher, can I go to the toilet? You would say, can you? I don't know. Are you able to go to the yeah. toilet? You say, may, may I go? May I? So yeah, yeah. Well, that's you. You skipped ahead to my next point because you're such an awesome teacher. Oh man! So let's <laughs> let's talk about can and could. So yeah, you can say may I go or can I go because can is also for permission, but can usually speaks about possibility. Like I I can 
uh, I can juggle 10, 10, I can juggle 10 balls. I can't, yeah. but okay. So there's the opposite. Can't, I can, I can play the drums a bit. There you go. I can, uh, but if, you know, if I, if I come to someone's house and there's a drum kit and I might say, Hey, can I play the drums? Then I'm asking for permission. Not, I'm not asking, can I like, I can't remember. Can I play the drums or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then so, you start playing the drums and you're like, whoa, you can play the drums. You can play so the you drums. You have that ability. Yeah. Uh, but, and then there's could. This is why it's confusing, guys. Could is the past of can, but could is also one of these words about possibility in the future. Leicester could yep. win the FA Cup next year. Or, hey, you know that guy Rob was at my house yesterday? Did you know? He could play the drums. I didn't know he could play the drums. Could for ability in the past. A little bit of formal permission as well, right? Uh, could I ask you a question? Ah, yeah, that, that is true. Formal way of saying can. Yeah, could could I could I open the window? Could I ask you a question? Yeah, could is also about permission. Good is that point. A little bit more formal, right? Mm. Can I, could I is a bit more formal. And then may I is like one step even more formal. Yeah. So in that order, can, can I, could I, may I? Yeah. Good point. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, Lee. <laughs> Welcome to this beautiful language we call English. Beautiful yet confusing. Let's stick with beautiful. Yeah. We're here to help you. And then I also want to talk about must because there are two uses of must. I'm sure all of you know must for something which you are obliged to do, something which is compulsory, like you must uh, wash your hands all the time during the coronavirus. You, well, is that, well, maybe some shops will be like, you must sanitize your hands before you come in or you must show us a negative test before you yeah, come you must, into the shop. You must keep your distance. Mm -hmm. So many musts during the pandemic, but must yes. can also be used when you're talking about possibility and you think, you know, a hundred percent, then you would say, Oh, it must, it must be this. It must be that. Uh, it must be love, 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 love. Song just came to my head. Okay. <laughs> that's, so let's take that example. So this guy's got feelings for a girl or a guy, and he's never felt these feelings before. What are, what are, what are these feelings? It must be love. Yeah. You know? It uh, might be lust, but it's probably love. It must be love. I've not, I've not. I've not had any alcohol today. I'm still feeling this way. It must be love. It must be. So later on, when we're working out these riddles and puzzles, you might hear us say, oh, it must be this. And there we go. Okay. Okay, so Lee and I have both uh, prepared some riddles. So I know the answer to mine. He knows the answer to his. And guys, as you're listening, see if you can work out the answers to these riddles also. Uh, so, Lee, I'm going to be stuck in a riddle with you. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in a riddle with you. 
<laughs> That's amused. Yeah, <laughs> stuck in the riddle with you. You're stuck because stuck you can't the find riddle. the answer. Yeah. Okay. So, why don't you start? Give us a riddle. Okay. So yeah, if you are listening or watching, I think riddles are a good insight to find out just how crazy this English language is. So listen for these inconsistencies or homophones or the words or phrases that are used to make up riddles. But this is the first one, Rob. Are you ready? I'm ready. Brain. This is one of the oldest riddles to ever exist. Oh, interesting. So I'll tell some facts about that after, but here we go. There is a house. One enters blind, but comes out seeing. There is a house. Uh One enters blind, but comes out seeing. What is it? What is the house? Okay. There is a house, one enters blind. So that could be one person or it might be one as in, we don't really use that very much in English. Like the, the queen is famous for saying, oh, one is not amused. And she's talking about herself, but like, can one or may one do this? And it means anybody. Can anybody do this? Can normally we use you? Can, can you do that? But one, mm-hmm. so it might be that one enters blind so if you vocabulary maybe if you don't know guys blind is when you cannot see yeah it's a, uh so one enters blind so i'm i'm thinking that when you walk in you are blind but is there another me okay one enters blind but comes out seen seeing 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 yes okay. they can see their blindness has been cured so you walk into yeah that's what is that the case? Is that that's it, or is it, it's ma- making me think that, but it's not actually that. That is the case, but like many jokes and puzzles, they can be used figuratively as well. So it might not be literal eyeballs seeing. Okay. It might be more of a figurative. Figurative. One enters blind. So I'm I, now I'm thinking about blind. The different meanings of blind, because blind means that you 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 can't see. But blind is also like the um, the things on a window that go yes, up and down the and let, let the light in and out. These are blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, you have curtains which come side to side and blinds go up and down on the window. But I don't see how you would enter the blind. When it enters Rob, blind, I'm thinking too much. Bill idiom, you'll kick yourself. Like, like many Ooh. puzzles and jokes. Warning. Yeah. Warning. You'll kick yourself. Yeah, when you find out the answer, you think, oh, it was so easy. Why didn't I know yeah. that? You kick yourself. Of course for... it was a, yeah. Okay, so let's think of... Oh, idiom, alarm's still going there. Let's think about the word house. There's a, a house that you enter blind, but come out seeing. But the only house... Let I me can... know if you want any more tips so I can see your mind working. Hmm, it's working, but it's not finding any answers. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to need a clue, I think, Lee. So I'll give you a bit more of the context of it, which might help you out. So this is one of the oldest riddles that has ever been recorded. So think of a house, a building. Like this riddle still applies now, which is absolutely crazy because it must have been written over 5,000 years ago. And that house 
still applies now. So think of something that would have existed 5,000 years ago, uh, but still exists now. Is this a religious one? Are we talking about the house of God? It's not the house of God. No, okay, so it's not like the church. Okay. But I can see what you're thinking, church. Yeah, I was thinking like you, you walk into the church and you're blind because you um, don't have Jesus in your life and then you walk yeah. out. Mm, okay, so it's not that. It's not that, no. A, a public house, like a, a pub? No, I think I'd be the opposite, right? You'd go into a pub scene <laughs> and you'd leave blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's blind much drunk. more likely. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not getting there. I'm not getting there. What? Do you want the answer? Rob? Yeah, let's let's not drag it out anymore. It is a school. Okay, blinds like without knowledge. When you come out seeing, you know everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The reason I said you'd kick yourself because we are part of giving people that vision, giving people that sight. Yeah, that's true. We help people see figuratively. Uh, figuratively, yeah, yeah. Give them skills. But ancient Sumerian riddle written on cuneiform about 5,000 years ago. I personally love this riddle because it's like 5,000 years ago. Old yeah. And it's still applies now it still makes sense wow man lee i didn't know you were going to bring us riddles and history that's awesome what is it what did you say it was written on cuneiform so like a clay tablet so this is the oldest written um what would you call it document cuneiform uh -huh. okay. so it's a large slab of clay that people would use you know, like a reed like the end of a reed uh -huh. to draw lines on it reed um, is like which... a really thick grass right yeah Just yeah like a thick grass and also, you can see just from read. I mean, read can have a couple of different meanings. So you can see how crazy this English language is. Oh, you know what? I wonder if the word read comes from the read that they used to use to write with. Is that Don't possible so, I like it. etymology? It's, I'm not going to look it up right now. Sound, uh, it, it sounds the same, but I don't think signs will maintain with etymology will be more the... yeah because the reed is r-e-e-d right the plant and to read yeah. is r-e-a-d uh, maybe there's a link there i don't know yeah i'll, I'll, I'll believe it i'll okay. believe it but well, yeah, would, listeners that, uses... that is not a definitive etymology <laughs> that's that's not the case uh, so just speculating oh wait we could yeah. use some it could be that it, it might it might be that it might be yeah. Yeah, it might be could be but yeah, simply cuneiform. They would dry it out in the sun, bake it in the sun. And just another fun fact about, I love ancient Sumeria. So a fun fact about the cuneiform, it was originally used um, to tally like cows or uh, sheep or how many uh, crops they had. And then they're like, oh, we could write on this. We could write down our ideas. Uh, we could write down our riddles on this. So okay, small bit of history of Sumeria riddles and cuneiform. Okay, what I'm realizing now is that at some point in the future, I have to get you back onto the podcast to to give us some history insights as well, because it sounds like you're quite <laughs> passionate about it. It's cool. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat. Nice. But yes, cool. First riddle. Okay, you ready for the first one of mine? I am indeed. Hit me, Rob. Okay, if you've, if you've heard it, I've got one. So I said we'd do three each. I've got an extra one. So if, you, if you've heard it and you know it, we'll just go on to the next one. Okay. Here it comes. A father and son were in a car accident where the father was killed. The ambulance brought the son to the hospital. He needed immediate surgery in the operating room. 
Oh, wait, <laughs> I missed a full stop. He needed immediate surgery. In the operating room, a doctor came in and looked at the little boy and said, I can't operate on him. He's my son. How is that possible? So the father was killed in the car accident. But when the boy gets to the hospital, to the operating room, uh, the, the, the doctor, the surgeon says, I can't operate on him. He's my son. How is it possible? How is that possible? I'm thinking of the language used to make it up. I can only think of the homophones like son, the, uh, the not the daughter and son in the sky, but I don't think that has a connection with it. No, nothing to do with the, the sun in the sky. It's a, so the father dies tragically? A father and son were in a car accident where the father was killed. You have to say it. Um, can only be one option, Rob. It's got to be the mother. You got it. I'm <laughs> going to give you that's correct. Good man. That's not correct. Oh, I hit the wrong one. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, you got it. So this, this riddle... Um, you pass the test. You're not a male chauvinist sexist. Because I, what I like about this riddle is it it shows that people are thinking, wait, the doctor must be a man. How can he be yeah. the father? And But the father's dead. So is, is the kid adopted or something? But yeah, the, the surgeon, the doctor is, a, is the mother. That's how yeah. the boy is the son. Good. Another use for riddles to find out what way people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, I think riddles are, are partly designed to challenge your way of thinking. Um, but they're also just <laughs> to, to uh, not to confuse you. To, yeah, okay. To help you with your thinking processes as well. And a fun fact about riddles, like the learning of a riddle doesn't happen solving it. It happens after you know the answer. Mm. If you can like piece it together or understand it after the fact, and that's when the learning happens. So if you're an English student and you're listening to this and you're not getting the riddles, don't worry. It's after it. If you can understand it after, that's when the learning happens. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not like everybody is going to get the answer straight away or at all. No. Like I didn't get the first one. I probably won't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I don't get any of them. Actually, I'm quite tired. <laughs> okay. Give us another one then, Lee, please. Okay. I think you might like this one. So are you a superhero fan? Do you like Batman movies? Or uh, yeah. I, I, I'm more of a Star Wars guy, but um, I've seen all the Marvel stuff. Um, ben Affleck as Batman. I have a bit of a problem with, but yeah. <laughs> Love you, Ben. But this this riddle here is from Batman Forever. You know the old one with Jim Carrey, and yeah, who is it? Jim is Carrey. it uh, George Clooney who's Batman in that one, or is it Val Kilmer? Val, I think it's Val Kilmer. Kilmer, I think. Yeah, who was Two Face as well? Who's that? Actor? Uh, that was oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who was in Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, but anyway, less of movie trivia. Well, before can I tell you a, a joke about that film? Please do. Man. So this is going to show my age, but um, back in the day, I used to hire videos from the video shop, you know, like Blockbuster before some, did they have DVDs at that point? I don't know. Anyway, videos, you would, you would go and, and rent a video, watch it and then take it back two days later. And I went to the shop and I said, Hey, can I borrow Batman forever? 
And the guy said, no, I'm afraid you have to bring it back in two days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the name of the title. Yeah. Well, can I have it forever? <laughs> can I borrow Batman forever? No, <laughs> two days. No, 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 the film is called Batman Forever. Oh. You have to return it, Batman Returns. <laughs> um, fun fact about that, we're going to be all in the fun facts, Rob, but re- very quickly, I showed a VHS tape to one of my students recently mm. and he was we were talking about how useful these things are to study so it's like vhs tape internet different speaking activity he said dominoes i don't know why people would study with dominoes because he saw that black little white dot in the vhs tape i was like oh man he doesn't recognize that it's a vhs right. tape yeah i'm not Sorry surprised <laughs> we're old we're old man. we're old man no dominoes but anyway so you ready, Rob? I'm ready. Uh, it's about Batman. It's about Batman. Okay, so we're five little letters of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. Five little letters? Five little letters of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. Okay, how is it Batman related? Is it, is it from the movie? It's from the movie. Oh, because the, Riddler. the Riddler's in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I've got to be Batman then. It's just be Batman, man. Just yeah. Batman. Okay, so let- letters in a tennis court. Oh, okay, so all the letters, are, so the, it's either T-E-N-N-I-S-C-O-U-R-T, right? No, he's thinking, yeah. So, so this like is a, 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 what's the word? An, it's an anagram of tennis court. Possibly. Possibly, okay, he's not going to tell me. It could be. It might be. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Um, so can you can you read it? Can you tell? T- we we are five little letters. Five little letters of an everyday sort. Okay. You'll find us all in a tennis court. Okay, so maybe little letters. So it's not the capital. So not the T. So Ennis and. Ennis court doesn't help me. Five little letters. So maybe not like T, but maybe the E is. Man, I'm loving this train of thought you're on. Am I on the right? You're you're on the right train. I am. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to write this down. Tennis. Okay. So only, only the T is like a tall letter. So other than that, we've got. That's a, that's a good tip. If you're listening to it, write it down. Yeah, if it's about wordplay. So I've got Ennis core. Core. Core means means heart in, in French, right? Or is it anything? Am I on the right track with that? Core meaning? No? Okay. Ennis core. Five. Tell me the whole thing again. Yeah. We are five little letters of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. Okay, so I only need five. We're five little letters. We're all Nis- everyday sort. Nisco. But maybe these letters aren't in order. So an everyday sort, is that about how I've got to sort it? Mm. It's more on the everyday side. Focus on the everyday. Everyday letters. Okay, so I need the letters that are in that are in everyday and tennis court. 
No. No. Hmm. You're on the right lines. It's the letters in a tennis court. And there are five little letters of an everyday sort. Okay. Mm. Normally I would take a lot longer over this, but I, I'm conscious about silence on the podcast. Mm. Huh. Every day of an everyday sort, every day. We're five little letters of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. I want to do a series on this at some point, all the riddles that appeared in the Batman movies and seeing what English I can dissect and teach from it. Is there more than just that one with Jim Carrey? Are there other riddles? They, he provided, I think, maybe five or six different riddles in that one movie. And this is one of them. I'm reading it backwards now. Five little letters wrote. Sin. If you want another little hint. Yeah, I, I'm going to need a little hint, I think. So this is something, these five little letters are vital for what we do for a living. These five little letters are vital. Okay. So, mm, the the, the vowels? To... Yes, sir. Five little letters, okay. the vowels. So, that's it. That's the answer. Oh, the answer is vowels. The five little letters. Oh, goes, which is okay. A, E, I, O, and U in yeah. the tennis court. Uh, where's the A? A, tennis court. Oh, A, tennis court. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't, I'm going to give myself a... Did I get it correct? Yeah, man, you okay. got that. Yeah, but I needed, the, I, needed the, I needed the help. Okay, I got, I, got, I, got, I got mostly there. Okay, cool. But then like five little letters every day because we use them every day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, I like that one. But <laughs> obviously it was a long time ago when I saw Batman Forever. Yeah, <laughs> got to rewatch. I think it's maybe five more riddles in that. I think that one's my favorite, but the other ones are good as well. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to rewatch it. Um, the Val Kilmer ones and the George Clooney ones, they were just too uh, cheesy for me. Cheesy yeah, listeners, there's a the there's top. a word that I introduced to you in the music episode with uh, Martin from Rock and Roll English. Music can be cheesy. Films can also be cheesy. I prefer the more dark Tim Burton or director of the new ones who's not coming to my head right now. Zack Snyder or Christopher Nolan before Christopher him. Christopher Nolan, yeah. Oh, Zack Snyder's doing new ones with Robert Patterson, is he? No, he That's did the of... most recent Justice League movies. Uh, yeah. I can't remember who's doing the new Robert Patterson ones, but I think that would be dark. I don't think that would be cheesy. No, I don't think I don't think they can go camp and cheesy again with Batman. It's 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 dark all the way now. Yeah, which is how it should be, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, are you ready for a riddle? I wish I could think of a riddler quote. Then <laughs> riddle me this. That's what he says, right? Riddle me this. <laughs> yeah, riddle me this. Um, although on saying that Jim Carrey as the Riddler, excellent casting, really, really good. He, he stole the show from what I, I, I have watched it and I can remember thinking Jim Carrey was amazing. Everything yeah, else was, brilliant. A bit, was a bit crap. Okay. Um, so this is, this is another one about letters. I start with the letter E and I end with the letter E and I usually contain one letter, but 
I am not the letter E. What am I? Should I repeat it, Rob? I will. I start with the letter E and I end with the letter E and I usually contain one letter, but I am not the letter E. What am I? Okay. I should have asked, could you repeat it to revise the phrases? <laughs> but, uh, okay, start with E, end in E, and there's one letter in it, or in the middle of it, in it. So I'm trying to think of a word as E, one letter, E. It's got to be a consonant if it's a word. But if it's not a word, then it's got to be a play on words. That's, this is more the right track, yeah. Yeah. So start with the letter E, end with the letter E. So the only other meaning one of the words can have is letter, right? So letter can be the little things that make up words or like a little, I don't know, Christmas letter note you would send to yeah, someone. Writing a letter to someone or a, a letter from your bank manager or something like that. Mm -hmm. Something a lot of you students probably seen in exams preparing for letters. Letter Which means writing, it can only yeah. be one answer, Rob. Is it an envelope? That's correct! Got it. Got it. Yeah. Record timing as well. Well done. Okay, an envelope. In case you don't know, an envelope is like the thing that you put a letter in and you write the address on and you put the stamp on and you post it. That's called an envelope. And the word envelope begins with E and ends with E and an envelope usually contains one letter nice not not, yeah, a, not a, a letter not an alphabet letter but the written letter yeah good one cool well done okay so i think it's my final one right mm -hmm. this one quite a long one i had to write it down um but you're ready rob yeah yeah i'm listening so the man who built it doesn't use it the man who bought it doesn't need it and the man who uses it doesn't know it what is it i think i, I know, know but i only know because i've heard it before um is it? just just tell us it again for the for the listeners and, and because the last one there i was a bit confused about the last one I'm not sure if that's relevant to the answer i have so let's hear it again mm. please lee so the man who built it doesn't use it. The man who bought it doesn't need it. And the man who uses it doesn't know it or doesn't know he uses it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It fits. Is it? So I think it's a coffin. Am I right? It is indeed. Yeah. I'm it not, not going to yeah. give myself the that's correct jingle because I, I knew it already, so I feel like it's cheating. A coffin, in case you don't know, is the box which you put a dead person in before you bury or cremate them. So the man who built it doesn't need it. The man who bought it doesn't use it. Is that Was that right? I think it was the other way. Okay. But the man, yeah, the man who built it, um, he doesn't use it. And The man who buys it doesn't need it. The, yeah because it's normally a member of your family right and the person who needs it doesn't know it because this person is dead 
Yes. It's unfortunate it's dark, but it's it's a riddle. Yeah. But you know, you don't you're not thinking that dark when you're trying to work out the riddle. So maybe this is why many people don't get it. Yeah. And imagine from that riddle, there's not too much you can teach, but we have coffin, which would be a homophone, right? You could be coughing or you could have a coffin. It sounds somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh coffin and coffin. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, give you my last one. I've got two here. Which one should I do? Um, okay, one of them is is similar to that one. It's like I am this, but not that. So I'll give you a different one. Tough though. Okay, a girl went over to America on the fourth of July, and partied for three days, and came back on the fourth of July. How is this possible? I'll, I'll tell Thinking, you again. Yeah, go ahead. A girl went to America on the 4th of July and partied for three days and came back on the 4th of July. How did she do that? So I think I know it only because I heard something similar to do with a horse. You heard the horse one? It's like a man rides a horse on Friday. But is it because the ship is called the 4th of July? So she went over on the 4th of July, but the 4th of July is not a date. It's a ship. And she came back on the 4th of July. The ship's name, the boat's name is the 4th of July. That's it. And that, that was the one I said, you will never get it. And you got it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> my daily, like I, because this is my little niche, my little project. So I have to look into all these little um, enigmas and riddles and puzzles. Yeah. If you're so doing a, a riddle. Can't take too much credit for it. <laughs> if you're doing a riddle every lesson. It's like crosswords, isn't it? You, Even if you don't know the answer, you know sort of ways of working it out, the, the little tricks that are, that are mm -hmm. common to riddles and things, puzzles. Yeah, that ability to think outside the box, think. Warning, idiot, warning, idiot. To think outside the box. I can do this one very well because I recently posted a think outside the box Instagram uh story uh real can't remember real i think uh to think outside the box means to have like um unique ideas not thinking the same as everybody else because they're all in the box you're outside the box you're thinking differently you're having super cool really good ideas new ideas yeah i think i saw that real you literally jumped outside the box right yep and then jumped back yeah, in. that was brilliant that was absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Okay. Um, so, yeah, speaking of that, um, finding ways to work out puzzles, we're going to do something with a type of puzzle which uh, Lee introduced me to. So, Lee, while I'm uh, setting up my screen to share the screen with you, can you introduce to everyone what a, what a, a rebus puzzle is? A rebus puzzle, yes. So a rebus puzzle is a visual puzzle that usually has words or phrases. Sometimes it'll have pictures, but inside the puzzle is either an English phrase or an English um, word or piece of vocabulary. But the ability to solve that puzzle or find out what that phrase is, you must say what you see. If you look at it, um, without saying what you see, it doesn't really make sense. 
There's a lot of words that will be on top of each other or inside each other or around each other. But you must use prepositions and prepositions of place, most more importantly, to basically say what you see. And if you do that, if you have the vocabulary to say what's inside the puzzle, then inevitably you will solve the puzzle and find the English phrase. Yeah. So let's have an example first. I've just uh, got my phone up here and I've gone on to Enigmatic Learning, which is a really good uh, Instagram. Uh, what is it called? Accounts. Have you heard of it? Right. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Great yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> enigmatic. Okay. So here's one that Lee posted recently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it at the camera there. So, but I'm going to describe it. So it's the word stood on top and underneath is written the word miss. So the word stood is on top and underneath that is the word miss. So uh, I worked this out. Don't want to, you know, sound too arrogant, but I worked this one out. I think it's misunderstood. And why is it misunderstood, Rob? Because the word miss is under the word stood so what i'm looking at here is misunderstood there you go beautiful he has said what he's said what he saw said what i yeah. saw and so yeah so some of the answers might be idioms phrases or just just a word misunderstood so mm. it's a great way of learning things like collocations as well right yeah collocations if someone hasn't learned prefixes or suffix suffixation then that's a good word to introduce it to them. So if any teachers are listening, feel free to use any of the things and the content on enigmatic learning or just Google Rebus puzzles because they are a pretty cool way to teach new phrases. And if you're a keen English student, it's a good way to test your vocabulary. And yeah, so there, there are loads on your Instagram. Have you come up with these or are these ones that you've uh, seen and thought, oh, that's really good for learners? I've scoured the internet looking for these uh, rebus puzzles because not all of them will be English phrases or idioms. Some of them might be places or people. Mm -hmm. um, so I've tried to find the ones that would yeah, best suit teaching English words or vocabulary. You just edit them a little, put them into my own format, and I try and post one a week and give the answer to it. I'll allow you the opportunity for the students on Instagram to solve it. Mm -hmm. And you get some good answers in the comments. Even some of them that are incorrect, you can still learn from. I yeah. remember putting one up that was a piece of cake and someone put a phrase up that said half-backed. I was like, that makes sense. Ah. Like a half-backed plan. And you haven't thought it through um, as well as you might have. It's not a lot of thought and effort put into it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of makes sense. But it's a good opportunity to teach that extra phrase. I think the idiom alarm must be sleeping because it, it didn't go off then. Maybe it didn't want to interrupt your flow. Yeah, if something's a piece of cake, it's really easy. And uh, if it's a half-baked, if something's half-baked, it means it's not, well, you said it before, it's not uh, completely it's not done. Yeah, it's, it's not, not complete. That's a great way of putting it, yeah. Uh, it's it's done in a rush half baked it's a half baked idea yeah okay so um yeah i'll play a jingle while i get my screen ready to share 
What's the word or what's the phrase would you like to play? A reaper's game. Can you find the word? Can you find the phrase? Come on, let's play a reaper's game. Okay. Always jingles. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Uh, so I've got the first one up here. I'm going to describe it for you. It's the word soup, like the the food. The some people call it food. I'm I'm not a fan of soup to be honest. It's it's a liquid, and I when, yeah. I, when it's dinner time, I want to eat and chew something. Anyway, we've got the word soup, but the p is broken. The p s o u p. The p at the end. Oh, wow, my. Uh, my mic muffler is really working there. The P at the end is broken. It's, it's, I'm going to say broken because I, I think I know yeah. the answer. And if I say another word for broken, um, I'm going to give you the answer. So soup. I don't know this one. No. Then. Okay. No. It's a type of soup. And describe that P other than broken. How else could you describe it? I'm thinking of detached, but I've never had a detached bowl of soup. <laughs> it does not make sense. Um, I know peas are common to eat and to put in soup. Yeah. I can't think of a soup with pea. Okay. I think I know the answer. I'm going to look at it. But before we do, I want to tell the learners that you might not get all of these answers because some of them are phrases you might not know. This one, I think, is a food. Maybe Lee doesn't even know. But I think this is split pea soup. Because peas, you know, the small green vegetables, there are actually lots of different types of peas. And one of them is called split peas. So let's scroll down and see if we're right. Uh, split, split pea soup. Split pea soup. Nice, man. I got it right. That's correct! Okay, let's scroll down to the next one. By the way, I've not seen these. Uh, Lee's not seen these. We're on this website called rd.com uh i'm not i'm not, just just googled it and it came up okay so i'm going to describe this next one it's m1 y space l1 i1 f1 e okay so i'll tell you that again you might want to get a pen if you're not looking at the video m1 y space l one i one f one e what could that be lee i'm not sure what this might be i see one inside my life and i feel like that has something to do with it like you're the one yeah it must be something to do with my life it's so there's a one in between each letter of the phrase my life um, and there are four ones but i'm not sure if that has a significance the fact that there are four of them i think it's more that they're inside my life okay but, uh so i'm just like one four four one my life like my life for one ones in my life four i don't know my life's full of ones now. Just no, there's nothing like that, is there? Okay, so definitely the the phrase "my life" and definitely one in there somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. You're the one. 
I don't think you're the love of my life, but that's not the you're this you're phrase. the you're the one in you're the one in my life. The only one in my no, because there's not only one, is there? It's not only one. I have four ones in my life if someone <laughs> is not that loyal. Hmm. I don't know. I'm tempted to give up. What do you think? I'm gonna pass on this yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Let's see what the answer is. See that they're not even native English speakers are not getting the answers sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you were you were right. For once in my life. For once in my life. So not not for ones. For once, and sometimes they take a bit of liberty with, um, you know, sound alike. So actually, we we were thinking. Well, no, Lee was thinking for ones in my life. But the answer is for once in my life. So there's a slight little change in the pronunciation there. For once, for ones in my life, for once, for once in my life, for once in my life. That'd be a good phrase to use, right? For once in my life. Yeah. This thing has happened. Finally. Finally. Yeah. I'd, you know, I've never jumped out of a plane, but I I might like to do it for once in, no, no, it's not really like one, uh, you'd say one time, once in my life. For once in my life. Could you kids please clean up your own rooms instead of me cleaning it up? There you go. There go. Maybe I got too passionate about that one. <laughs> A bit too much from the heart. Rob, for once in your life, could you give me some of your split pea soup? For <laughs> once in your life, man. You can have all my split pea soup. I'm not a fan of soup. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to it. Okay, let's scroll up to the next one. Um, okay, so... Why don't you describe it, Lee? Okay, so we have two words here, what and must, but they're not in your traditional format. If you're writing this down, you want to turn your head to the left and you can read what, turn your head to the right and you can read must as they are angled, what would you say? They're vertically, yeah. Vertically, yeah, they're, but they're what? not... They're not like the, the, the words are... The letters are turned around even, so they're like at a right angle to the what they should be yeah indeed yeah so we have what is a vertical vertically on the left must vertically down on the right they're blue but i don't think that has any significance mm, i've not done many of these is the color sometimes important i'm not sure. sometimes but with this i'm not sure hmm. okay what? Hmm. what so there's a space in the middle maybe it's something to do with the space what the words are or the letters are in capital letters again not sure if that has any significance but when you're solving these puzzles you want to go through all of those um all of those things like the prepositions where are they what type of words are they what position are they are they capitals are they small and then start piecing it together from there uh mate i think i've i think i've just got it it's just come to me what is it? I think it's what goes up must come down. That's it. Has yeah, to be because what is written on the left, so it's sort of the the word the letters go up. Must is written on the right, and it's to the side, and it's going down. So okay, what goes up must come down. A nice English Brilliant. phrase, uh, and the answer is what goes up must come down. That's correct. You're welcome. Nice man, well done. <laughs> This is another good thing about puzzles and quizzes in lessons. When, when you do get the answer, you have a real sense of achievement. Yeah, 100%. Okay, let's do, 
let's do one more. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know what I described to you, you, you can describe this to you as well. Okay. So we have the word travel, which is written traditionally. We're not, it's not at any angle underneath the word travel, which is in capital letters is a straight line, a line right underneath it. But below that line, there are six letter C's consecutively. C, 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 C. So travel, line, and six C's underneath. I'm not sure if there's anything else you could add, Rob, to hmm. the description. Uh, just that it's green. The, 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 the text is green. The travel, the line, and the C's. Ah, C's. C's. C's, like S-E-A, even though we're looking at six C's. Are there six C's? Seven Are there C's? seven C's normally? Seven C's. Travel the C's? Travel, sure. It could be travel the C's. But then this line, I feel like it wouldn't be there if we didn't need it. Yeah. Hmm. So it could be something to do with sea as in ocean travel o travel over the sea travel over the seas but then i think the the, uh, the line is yeah, the line is adding confusion off. but the line must be relevant somehow yeah that's the thing about these puzzles everything is relevant so the word line does the word line go in travel line travel travel line seas underneath travel draw a line in the nah, draw a line in the sand but draw a line in the sand is an idiom not draw a line in the sea by the way I turned the idiom alarm off before we started doing this because I knew a lot of idioms were coming up yeah they'd be called popping up mm. travel seas seas travel sick travels mm, that doesn't work I was thinking sickness at the start but so yeah Collocations travel. with travel, travel, travel sickness, but no. What if we say C C C C C C? Doesn't bring anything up either. Cook, 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 cook. No. Okay. Uh, what Drawing a blank. Yeah. Drawing a blank means you don't have any ideas. Okay. Uh. Overseas travel. Seas travel. Uh, was a collocation. You're on the right lines. Yeah, on the right lines. Oh, because but the, but we didn't use the line. <laughs> no. Overseas travel. Yeah. So, I, the line threw me off. The line distracted me. But in the end, we we didn't need the line, did we? Overseas travel. No. Just emphasizing that it was over the seas. But... Yeah, I suppose so. It just point puts the position there of it being over. Cool. But let us know if, sorry, let us know if you did better than us because I let the enigmatic community down. I didn't get any of those correct. Uh, uh, well, the pressure was on. The pressure was on. It was recorded live. And I think I might, I might spend a bit longer thinking about it if I wasn't recording it and having people listen to silent, silence as my brain tries to tick through it. Yeah, cool. Okay. Cool so... We've done riddles, we've done puzzles. Now it's time for 
jokes. They sound the same but don't mean the same. Homophone jokes are cool, not lame. I should have said that before the terrible singing, I think. So yeah, homophone words that sound the same but don't mean the same. Uh, and spelt differently, homophones. There's also homonyms, homonyms, which are spelled the same. But the word has two different meanings. And a lot of jokes are based on homonyms or homophones. So we've brought three each to tell you. And you said, uh, Lee, you said in the chat, um, they might sound like uh, terrible dad jokes. Yeah. So what's what's a dad joke? Well, a dad joke is traditionally told by fathers to embarrass um, their children. But it's a joke that's usually based on puns. It's not that funny. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the person telling it enjoys telling it more yeah. <laughs> than the, how funny the joke is that's a good observation actually yeah with dad jokes it's the dads are there laughing a lot and the, the, the <laughs> kids are going oh just shut up dad yeah <laughs> uh, i suppose anyone could tell a dad joke is just how i got named right? yeah 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 it's true actually related wow i can't believe this has happened in one podcast related to my video store batman forever joke not my joke that was just a joke i heard this is a real joke that really happened to me and and my dad actually said it so um i was like i don't know 17 or 18 uh me and a girlfriend went to the video shop and hired a video and we hired the film unbreakable with uh bruce willis unbreakable and my dad picked up the video cassette and he started to smash it on the table. And I said, oh, Unbreakable, great. And then just tried to start breaking it. I was like, oh, that's amazing. You can't break it. Unbreakable, brilliant. <laughs> that's an example of a dad joke by a real genuine dad. My yeah, dad. It's a real life example. Unbreakable, brilliant. Okay, so uh, here's my first homophone joke. And because... Sorry, Rob. Um, yeah. Just oh yeah, sorry. The screen. Thanks, you mate. Can jump yeah. off that, just so I can see you. Good call. Thank you. Okay, so I I brought the my first two are about football. Since uh, I mean, I don't care about football, but Leicester just won the FA Cup, and I I so I understand it's a big deal. So yeah, football. I'm a big football fan. I must admit. Okay, so you'll be happy with these. Maybe you'll know them. I don't know. Uh, why is Cinderella such a bad football player? Why is Cinderella such a bad football player? I'm assuming most people know the story of Cinderella. Yeah, but why is Cinderella such a bad football player? I don't know, Rob. Because, yeah, by the way, we're not going to spend ages thinking about this one like we do the riddles because usually yeah. the answer you can't get. Uh, why is Cinderella such a bad football player? Because she had a pumpkin for a coach and she ran away from the ball. Yeah, don't run away from the ball, Cinderella. I need no, the ball did. to play. So what what Personal. uh homophones or homonyms have we got there? We've got coach. She had a pumpkin for a coach. So coach can be like another word for it is carriage. The thing on wheels which is pulled by horses is a coach. 
but also somebody who trains you in the sport as a coach. And then we've got, she ran away from the ball. So like football or like a very grand party with dancing and uh, ball gowns. It's called champagne and the the dresses are called ball gowns because you wear them to a ball. There you go. There are your homonyms and... I know you're all still out there in podcast land laughing at that hilarious joke. <laughs> um, I hope Lee's are going to be funnier. <laughs> I don't know, man. This first one is close to home. So it's something that um, means a lot for a Northern Irish person. But I'll just get into it. So I renamed my iPod the Titanic. So when I plugged it in, it said the Titanic is sinking. <laughs> okay. Good. I like that one. It's not. It's not a why did the or what is the. It's just a statement joke. Yeah. Okay. So he he named his tight his iPod Titanic because when he plugged it in, it says Titanic is sinking, but that sinking is spelled S Y N K. But it's Y N C. Oh, could be okay. You're right. You're right. S Y N C. Thank you. Ooh. Am I gonna? I might edit that out, being as I'm supposed to be an English teacher. No, I won't. I'll keep it in. I'll keep it in. No, nah, keep it in. Even doctors get sick. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard that. That's a nice idiom. Even doctors get sick. Yeah, it's a good. Is, I mean, is, teachers might be sick. Oh, it's just like a phrase. Yeah. Phrase, no proverb, maybe. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so syncing kind of three meanings I'm aware of: synchronizing, which would be what the iPod mm-hmm. is doing; syncing, which was what the Titanic was doing unfortunately is when you get submerged with water and mm-hmm. you do not float and also a sink oh yeah the noun in your kitchen or bathroom mm-hmm. yeah you know interesting we say kitchen sink and bathroom sink and i know that in french and i think german they actually have different words for those two things completely mm-hmm. maybe other languages too but yeah kitchen sink bathroom sink okay uh okay. So I'll tell you a fun fact because us Northern Irish folk are proud of three things. The Titanic, which sunk. George Best, the footballer who was an alcoholic. Alcoholic and wife beater. Wife beater, yeah. But we're proud of him. He's a good footballer. And we have the Europa Hotel, which was notoriously the most bombed hotel in Europe. Okay, so three, yeah, you could be proud of all three of those apart from some some little details. I think that epitomizes our attitude in Northern Ireland, the three things we're most proud of. Funny. Okay, uh, let's just look at my list here. Um, Okay. How does Bob Marley like his sandwiches? (laughs) It's bad when you laugh at the setup. Um, I don't know. Does Bob Marley like sandwiches? Okay, it's to do with one of his songs. How does Bob Marley like his sandwiches? It's with jamming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Bob Marley has a song called "We We're Jamming." We are jamming. We're jamming, but because "we're" sounds like "we're," and sometimes when you say "with" in English, you in speech you cut out the th so you say oh, i like my sandwiches we're jamming we're jamming jamming jam is uh jam is like a fruit very sweet fruit spread jam yeah 
I'm going to say that every time I have a jam sandwich. We're jamming. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, this is not one I looked up. It's just one of my jokes that I have in my head because oh. I, I think it's really funny. We're, we're jamming. Yeah. What do you want on your What do you want on your on your on your sandwich? Oh, I have mine Bob Marley style. What? Yes, Bob Bob Marley. You know, don't mind. We're jamming. Also, also, right. I, have a, I have a friend called Benjamin, and uh, whenever I see him, I go Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta layer that up. Bob Marley in the background, jam sandwich for Benjamin. Yeah. Set the mood. Triple joking. So, Rob, I need your help. I need you to tell me why six is afraid of seven. Oh, this is, is the famous six? one. <laughs> why is six afraid of seven? Why is six afraid of seven? Uh, could it be because because seven, eight, nine? Seven, eight, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> seven eight nine brilliant seven eight nine now i'm curious with your accent rob would you pronounce like the past of eight and the number eight the same way yes i ate a jam bob marley ate a jam sandwich oh bob marley ate eight jam sandwiches but for you not then i think it would be the same but We'll compare for the students here. So I would say naturally in a Northern Irish accent, Bob Marley ate eight jam sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So you're so yeah. Again, so you're I'm, I'm saying eight. You're, you're sort of putting an extra syllable in there almost. Eat. Yeah, second. Eat. Eat. Yeah. So just know native speakers can pronounce things differently. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great to have a Northern Irish accent on the podcast. I've not had that. I really like having different guests and different accents all the time. Super cool. Okay. Uh, did you? I started right. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's do one more each. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I like this one. I'm doing the dad joke thing and laughing at my own jokes. I've never said it. Yet. <laughs> it's the best part, man. It's the best part. Why will you never starve in the desert? Because of all the sandwiches there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lee took his headphones off. He's going. Is he... <laughs> and that's the that's a natural response for a dad joke, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I appreciate puns and dad jokes. Um, How's the guy? But the not when someone says, hey, here's a joke. More like if if the situation suddenly like what like with the unbreakable thing and you know it wasn't that wasn't a set joke it was just a dad joke that happened in the situation but yeah but my dad was doing it maybe that's why i've just been brought up on this shit maybe that's why yeah. I, I like it and but, i would take a little bit of pride in that if one of my students could um instantly or come up with a pun mm. on the spot in english because that takes a high level of comprehension it's a so skill yeah do that it's, it's really impressive. Yeah, you know the language so well that you can play with the words and make humor. Definitely. Exactly. And what a goal to set for yourself. I know a lot of students set goals to pass exams or to get in the university. And they're all great goals. But if you want to have a bit of flexibility and play with the language, it's just as cool from my eyes. Definitely, yeah. Makes it a lot more fun. Okay, uh, do we need to explain this? Why will you never starve in the desert? To starve means to to die of hunger or just to be really, really hungry. I'm starving. To starve. 
why will you never starve in the desert? Because of all the sandwiches there. So it sounds like the word sandwiches, like Bob Marley likes with jam. Uh, but it also sounds like the three words, the sandwich is there. I like that one. Okay. Nice. All right. So this one, I'm not sure what the technical term for this phrase would be, because um, it's not a homophone, but sure we'll talk about it after. So, Rob, I can't believe it. I got fired from the calendar factory. All I did was take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I like your ones. They're not the traditional question ones. Yeah, good. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So, because I can't believe it, man. I can't <laughs> believe it. I got fired from the calendar factory. All I did was take a day off. Oh, there's a similar joke to that about calendars. I can't think what it is now. Yeah, to, so to take a day off, to have a day off of work. But if you have a calendar and, and there's a day off, it's no good. It's like to, to remove a day. So I'm not sure what the technical term for that would be. Because day off, your phrasal verb, but two different meanings. It sounds the same, but it's not the same meaning. Yeah. It's just a phrasal verb. You know what? Meanings. Let's not define it. Let's just therapy. leave it there. We don't need to. The, yeah. One of my things about teaching is I try not to give students the grammar words. I know I did. I said homonyms and homophones, but um, it's because the jingle had the name in. Oh, wait, I wrote the jingle, so that doesn't work. But yeah, you know, I think grammar words just makes it sound more scary. So, you know, I would say normally, oh, these two words mean the same. And then they don't need to know the word homophone. But uh, hey, I put it in the podcast. <laughs> so. Oh, but that was a good way of looking at it. You're looking. <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it because you're not looking at the language. Like this means this and this means this. Language is natural. It flows. It's flexible. So. Yeah. So, like for example, I usually in my lessons I teach if sentences. I don't teach first and second conditional because yeah. it's that sounds scary. But oh, if sentences, sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. Tell me. And that's it. Someone's not going to be in a situation where they need to use a conditional. They're looking through their notes. Which conditional do I use? Yeah, yeah, which exactly. I, wait, I, I said, I said if. Now, which conditional sentence do I need? <laughs> yeah. If only I knew. If I knew <laughs> which conditional to use, I could do it right. <sighs> only I had learned another way. Yeah. Okay. I, cool, man, I can feel the end coming on. Hang on a minute. Yeah. So, Lee, how can people learn from you? How can people find you online? What have you got going on? I have a small but respectable YouTube channel and Instagram called Enigmatic Learning. And I have also created a website, um, enigmaticlearning.com, which is made for specifically students to go on and see the stuff I am doing. But also for teachers, if you're a teacher and you're looking for an alternative way to teach something, I think my website bias of course but it's good because it's very interactive it uses riddles but i also go into some of the language that are involved in it as well so yeah check it out let me know what you think and uh yeah you'll find me on instagram and youtube mainly fantastic yeah definitely a great method for teaching in a fun way okay so uh i'll say bye thanks a lot for joining me lee it's really nice to no, meet you no. Thanks a million for having me. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. And You're welcome. Enjoyed connecting with you. And I'm completely serious about having you back on to talk some history. I can tell I, I opened a little box of uh, 
passion you can go on maybe there. etymology next i like i like the etymology of words uh, yeah okay touch on that. not just history but linked to linked to words too brilliant okay yeah man I definitely be happy to come on again and yes thank you again cool okay bye cheers all right rob see you we're jamming english with rob